Yeah, but if Manscaped decides to come around the corner, if they knock, I mean, it's a great product. I know they do sponsor podcasts, so, I mean, I would love it. I mean, I'm a fucking believer now, Manscaped. The box says, uh, under the waist trimming or grooming. It's a, it's a beautiful phrase. Yeah. It really makes you believe, especially when you use the product. You know, I got to be honest. Even if you're not a male and you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for an effective trimmer, the Manscaper is amazing. It is amazing. It's effective. I got to be honest. I was concerned. I was doubtful. I am now a believer. It's called the lawnmower. Like, come on. That's fucking hilarious. The lawnmower. The lawnmower. And I'd be surprised if it couldn't mow the lawn. Really. Like, I'd be surprised if I don't take it out to a field of grass and I don't get it entirely done. Now, it's going to take me a while. But I could do it. With the, with the lawnmower? Or the lawnmower? I could do it. Or you can at least do, like, some type of, like, hedging. You know what I mean? Something. Welcome back to Franchise. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for fucking tuning in to another week of the show. Hope everyone's fucking doing phenomenal. It's the same old usual suspects. This is your boy, Eddie. It's Jay reporting to you live. And I got to say, the quickest way to make a billion dollars is probably just making sure you're waiting around and someone invents like Microsoft or yep. Apple or Tesla or something. And you just sit pretty until that happens and you just might get lucky. Just no. stick around. But on a more serious note, uh, if you guys haven't heard, uh, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates have, uh, have decided to get a divorce after 27 years of marriage. 27. 27 years of marriage is a long time, man. Damn, I feel like at that point, you've already made it so far. It's like, what really splits you up at that point? I mean, when you, I guess probably for them, they're just so fucking rich. They've done everything. Like, they're literally done everything to the point that now they have, like, this huge, like, humanitarian foundation yeah. where they, like, feed, like, all the starving kids. Well, not all of them, but, like, they try to feed all the starving kids. They build schools. They do all this, like, great philanthropy work. And you still don't love each other enough to, like, stick around. Like, you've seen life at the highest heights, I would think, and... You still want to call it quits? Like, yeah, like you're saying, what the fuck does split you up? Probably just the boredom of, like, looking at the motherfucker and saying, like, bro, I've traveled the world with you. I've done all this incredible shit, and I'm looking at you, and you just look like a goofy. Like <laughs> a bozo to me. No, and, you know. It, That's if she called it off. Who knows? Maybe Bill could have been looking at Melinda and thinking that. Yeah, because it just looks, I mean, obviously relationships are between two people, so it's tough to tell, but. Uh, it just it, it looks like almost like what you were saying before the podcast, which is it might be just easier to divide wealth and 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 not get um and not get dinged for selling their stocks. Oh yeah, that's like what well, yeah, yeah I, I did bring that up because I had like read that that some people are saying that this might just be a play that way they can sell their stocks and not be um what is it like accused of a pump and dump yeah type of scheme and I mean that might be more accurate it might be more realistic. I mean, we don't know, but uh, Melinda Gates, Bill Gates are splitting up. I, it looks like they're going to continue their, their, their work as philanthropists for the Gates Foundation. Yeah, that's and what I read. Like so, I mean, moving forward, it's just it's a, something interesting. $2 billion is what she's getting worth of stocks as well. So that's a, a, a nice pretty penny that she could probably invest and do something with. But at that point, it's like so much money that you don't even know what to do with it, really. You could bury that money and it'll take you over 100 years. It's like that just reminds me of uh, like when Jeff Bezos and his ex honey had split up too. Oh yeah, um, she, she she got like a crazy amount of like uh, Amazon stock as well, and she actually like donated like a huge amount of it. But then like um, COVID hit and the pandemic hit, and it was crazy because she made like three times the amount that she gave away. 
Yeah, Amazon. Amazon was the company I think that that had like the highest percent increase for a couple of months during COVID because everyone was home. They're like, hey, we need something to get delivered here. And who would have thought Amazon is the? It was in the perfect situation. And like it's been said, Jeff Bezos loses his wife. Bill Gates loses his wife. If those two are getting divorces, how am I supposed to keep my bitch happy? <laughs> how are we supposed to do it? Somebody give me the answers. Well, it looks like money isn't enough for sure. No, yeah. I mean, definitely isn't everything, but I, I, I want to see it for myself. You know, I feel like these motherfuckers are probably just doing it wrong. Yeah, because it, it's not the money, right? A lot of billionaires, a lot of millionaires seem to be getting divorced at a high rate. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't look like you have a lot of like an aptitude for a relationship. And I mean, facts. Know, we see it again. Uh, but the, I also, since we're on the topic of Amazon, um, I think a, a good transition into like cut the bullshit, which is really unfortunate what's happening with, with Colombia. And it's been happening for a while, but now it's getting a lot of like public air. A lot of yeah. people are tuning in and fuck, dude, the government's even going out to the streets and, and keeping everyone like indoors almost um, with sirens, tear gas. You have the police, police. out there. Yeah, yeah, like basically very socialist like, very communist like. Um, just ruling with an iron fist, and I mean, Jay, you you explained it pretty well. What's what's the current situation in Colombia for those people that don't know what's going on, and then we'll transition into Amazon and where we see some similarities as far as like, as far as like the way things are handled. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm not an expert in this, right? But from what I was able, I, I talked to like a couple like Colombian friends that I have yeah. and such that and that have family over there. And essentially, like, what's going on right now is something that's been going on for years over there. And it goes on in a, in a lot of other, you know, countries outside of the U.S., um, even in the U.S. to, like, a small scale. But essentially, it's just, like, the government over-leveraging their power and really squeezing, like, their citizens, right? And really, like, just, ta like, doing, like, crazy things, like, to the at the end of the day, keep the power structure. And, like, an example that was given to me is, like, how they'll raise... Um, business like a uh, small business taxes right and cause these business to not obviously be able to keep up with these taxations they go out of business right these were already like proven successful businesses and then the government will swoop in and just basically continue to run the business but now like under their own like iron fist and that's just kind of like an example of just like a lot of the crazy shit or like ways that they try to like squeeze um their citizens and now it's becoming more violent than it was before like it's always been violent yeah um like you know like from what i've from what i've been told like you know the government turns a blind eye to a lot of the shit that like the police does and even to a point where they have the police enforce like yeah. all the heinous shit um that's going on and i know like one thing that really like um made like all this shit blow up recently was there was like this video of this lawyer in colombia just getting like the dog shit um beat out of him essentially and then, like, my boy was showing me, like, WhatsApp videos of, like, his family, like, locked inside the house, like, scared. And you just hear, like, the gunshots going off. And, like, they can't even really, like, leave the house for, like, milk or anything. Because you have, like, La like Guerrilla. You have the fucking, you have the police out there, you know, just being uh, complete scum. And, you know, all that shit fucking sucks. And it's, you know, and it's terrible. But what was kind of, like pissed me off a little bit. This is like the cut the bullshit yeah, segment, the, the, right? The actual what, cut the bullshit. What's like kind of annoyed me is, and, and I get it, right? I get it. Like, I understand that people like love to pimp the struggle. You know what I mean? Like, there's people out there that they'll see this happening and they'll use it as, um, as, like as a way. Yeah, as leverage to be able to like 
gain clout or for some other stupid selfish reason other than like really um caring about what's happening caring about what's happening and caught and like having exposure on the situation but but what else are we supposed to do like yeah like people love to say like oh yeah it's convenient now that you're saying something when you know shit has been going on and you've never said anything or you're not even fucking colombian or anything but it's convenient to say something now because it's actually happening and even though yeah it's a double-edged fucking sword like it doesn't take away from the fact that more light needs to be shined on like these type of things and i know there's a, a bunch of crazy shit happening everywhere but don't fucking get upset at someone else because they decide to use their voice on like social media or whatever it is um to say something about colombia because even if it is for like a fucking shitty reason to just gain more clout for themselves or, or whatever it is it helps people that actually give a fuck about maybe that give a fuck about the world or give a fuck about things that are happening outside of their four walls in this house um like the exposure to be like oh shit what the fuck is going on here and then you know they click on something and they inform themselves and then they're able to share that information with somebody else so yeah. don't fucking be so hard on people yeah it's like people like so i uh, okay so bandwagoning for example like because it really is it's just like oh where were you then exactly. yeah it, that's what it really is and that's the feeling that people get but it's like Okay, so I, I have a couple of, um, I guess, opinions about this specifically, and I, I'm much to the same degree. I, I agree with you in the sense of like, yeah, I'm, even if it's support, regardless, if it's a bad situation, you're supporting it. Why yeah. do you care if I was here five minutes ago or if I was here a month ago? The point is, is like bringing awareness to the situation is because maybe I can't do something, but maybe getting the information to someone that can. Like, that's the point of spreading information, especially about something bad. Uh, so here's the thing. It's okay to like, I guess, have that feeling when your team, like you stuck around your team when they were losing and now people bandwagon because they're really good. Like, I don't know, the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat, I guess, are a good example, right? Yeah, for but sure. But this is not like a sports team. This yeah. is not like an opinion of like, oh, I like this like area and dynamic of competition. This is something serious going on with a government. And then here's the other opinion I have, which is like, cut the bullshit on this too. And I'm Cuban and I say this like... Just because one situation is bad and awareness is being happening like now because things are, are really bad doesn't mean that you go, oh, but what about Cuba? Oh, but what yeah. about Venezuela? It's like the all lives matter of argument, right? Everything is 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 happening at the same time. And yeah. all those situations are bad, of course. Like bringing awareness to all of them is is a healthy thing. And uh, yeah, it's just cut the bullshit, man. What, what do you, if, especially if you were Colombian, like if, if anything, inform people, ed yeah. educate people. But it's not like don't get mad at people for for asking for help for for your own country yeah and and i don't really remember who the fuck it was that said this um and yeah like i resonate with that too like you said like don't don't be um two wrongs up, don't make a right you yeah, know what i'm like, saying yeah like don't be upset at the support and don't do don't be so much at like um what about this over here because i don't remember who said this it was either martin luther king or malcolm x but i i resonated a lot with it um is a threat to, i mean injustice anywhere There's is a, a threat, threat to again. justice yeah. everywhere yeah. and that is the fucking truth like if it doesn't like there can be something going on over here but you see this shit over here with colombia and you taking minutes hours days out of your life to address it care about it talk about whatever the fuck it is is also helping those other situations like you don't yeah. even you don't have to be like but what about this over here because yeah. if you set the bar if you set the standard of what like like quality human life should be and what like like j just that like it, it is enough to to show people like in other places like this like this is like what we expect out of like the world essentially yeah.
And uh, at the end of the day, it's, you know, the government and initially governments everywhere in, in those specific places, especially in Latin American countries, have this like tendency to lean on socialist, communistic, like very fascist, like ways of, of, of guiding the people. And this is no different. And look, like you said, Martin Luther King said it beautifully. And that was I'm OK, by the way. Oh, OK. Thank you. For he that said it beautifully. And it's, it, you know, injustice anywhere is a is a threat to justice everywhere. And that is factual because it is something that happens and turning a blind eye, even supporting it in some small case is still, is still a way of helping. Don't get so fucking, you know, don't get your panties in a bunch over it. If anything, educate people, take that time to put yourself on that platform too. Get like yeah. on Instagram, you could write comments and, you know, use your voice for something positive. And especially if it's for your own side anyway, why not? And, you know, at the end of the day, don't point fingers everywhere because people love to point fingers at two wrong things and be like, oh, if not this, then why? Why not this? And it's again, this is coming from someone that that believes in in what everything that's going on is wrong, especially in Cuba, Venezuela, Argentina, Colombia, you know, the list goes Syria, on. Syria, fucking yeah. China with like the concentration camps with the Muslims. Like, that, there's a bunch the of the list goes on everywhere. and on. But just by myself right now i can only set the standard i can only be educated i can only educate yep. people like I, I can't move oceans but multiple people can yeah so keep your attention on that that's your cut the bullshit cut the cut it the fuck out yeah man like don't like i understand bad shit's happening but appreciate some of the good shit that is happening and just and just be neutral about it like you at the end of the day unless you fucking ask the person like, if they're pimping the fucking struggle, you, how the fuck do you even know? Yeah, you know? and that's the other thing. I mean, if you're using... Because people do this all the time for their own selfish interests. But if you're using uh, your platform for the sake of just taking something popular and then, I guess, adding... Because even then, it, it's still like, at least you're, you're, you're... You know what I mean? At least you're emphasizing that it's bad. Yeah. You know, if you're using your own platform for your own selfish, like, stuff, I mean, that's on you. But you're still spreading information at the very least, right? Yeah. About something bad that's happening. The other thing that's really bad that's happened that a lot of people weren't ready for, I foresaw it coming because I couldn't get in when the going was good. <laughs> Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live. And this was like, you know, this was that Grammy moment for me. That was the Kanye West my, um, when he won uh, his first Grammy that he went up to the stage and his speech was like, people wanted to know what, what I was going to say if I didn't win. And what is he going to do? He's going to wild out. And then he just lifts the Grammy in the air and he's like, I guess we'll never know. And he walks off the stage. Yeah, that was like speech. that was like the Elon Musk thing that everyone wanted to know what Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live was going to say about Dogecoin, which is everybody knows about Dogecoin. Even people that didn't know about cryptocurrency knew about Dogecoin. Yeah. Like that's how powerful this vessel was. But it was a meme stock. It was all hype. And we knew that. And for your money tree section, we have something that is very logical. And that's this. Be very careful the way you gamble your money and be yeah. okay with whatever money you gamble potentially being absolutely lost. And that's important because everybody was hyped up. I had, a, I had someone tell me when Dogecoin was like at 56 cents, oh, I need to buy 100 shares right now. I said, like hey. that. I said, passionate, hey. huh? Super passionate about it. I said, hey, do your thing. Oh, I need to buy 100 shares. You know what? Actually, I might, I might take out some money, move some money, buy 500 shares. Like, Okay. But you don't know what he's going to say. Saturday night comes. And what if he says what he said, which is if you didn't watch Saturday night live, if you haven't been keeping up, he said it was basically a hustle. You know, he got asked the question on Saturday night live. 
and Elon Musk basically said, oh, yeah, Dogecoin is like the next generation, uh, like wealth transfer. It's an amazing thing. Everyone's going to love it. And then the, the person that asked the question basically said, so it's a hustle. And he's like, yeah, it's a hustle. And everybody got hustled. Listen, to be honest, I don't I, I have no way of knowing of like your friend that wanted to buy more if that decision will end up either being a good or bad decision right because only really time will tell. only time will tell too right like but, if we if we date this and uh, if we date this video and like two years from now dodgecoin is worth like five dollars i don't know I, yeah know. but he has to hold right so there's, there's yeah. a lot of things that have to go into that but what i think at the end of the day and what is apparent is that there's a lot of bullshit out in this world. There's a lot yeah. of dog shit out in this world. Um, Dogecoin happens to be one of that. And you don't even have to go that like that technical. Like just do some um, research on how it was that this was invented and what it was invented for. And it was literally to be like a dog shit fucking coin. It was it's literally just a joke, right? So <laughs> I love the, how you're saying dog shit for Dogecoin. Yeah, like it, but it's but it's the truth though. Like it, it is just like straight up like it's like kind of like bullshit. It's fun bullshit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's bullshit, but it's also fun, right? So that's a reason why a lot of people have gotten into it. Also, they're fucking incent like the financial incentive, right? Like people right. like they hear about a friend that made money and then you know the fucking you it's know a the, chain reaction, the, the right. chain reaction, a domino effect. So at the end of the day, right? Just fucking manage your risk. Yeah. Is what really it comes down to. Like you said, it's like a simple concept and it's like a concept that has been tried and tested over the years. You know, even though I feel like um, I don't agree with everything he says, but I do agree with a lot like Warren Buffett. It's a principle he preaches a lot. Paul Tudor, like any notable like investor, not just in stocks, but also to like if you look for like a real estate developer, they're going to, you know, they manage their risk. Life is all about like managing your risk. And knowing like what you're getting into, right? Yeah. And if you manage your risk properly, you don't even need to know a hundred percent um kind of what you're getting into. Yeah. But if you're someone that you understand that you can't be so heavy handed, blow the bag, go crazy, be just so sporadic, then you're good. Be and I say that because I'm someone also myself that I knew the history of Dogecoin. And everything, but I saw like just the craze Potential. during like the whole GameStop thing that, that happened, and like how everyone was just essentially like really just trying to pump the fucking thing. And I and I saw it as a, an opportunity to get in on the ground level with the troops, is how I looked at it. And it's like a fun opportunity. So I invested like bullshit change, something that I will never lose sleep over not having. The reason being is because I made sure to manage that portfolio on that. One, I and also I knew what I was getting, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into at the of end course. of the day. I knew this was gonna be fun. I knew this was gonna this was my version of going to the casino and, and sitting down at the roulette money, table. Yeah, yeah, and throwing some money down on the roulette table and betting it all on black. It's just like, you know, like my version of it. Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, they took they, like their version was like a lot crazier. A lot of people made money. Yeah. Some, some people have lost money at the end of the day, as long as you're managing your risk. I think you'll be okay. And that's just something I would like to see from everyone because I know I'm someone, I don't like losing money at all. And I don't like seeing other fucking people lose money because I, because of how much I don't like to lose my yeah. own money. So I don't like to, I don't like some of the things that I've seen on the internet, right? Like some people have gotten fucking wrecked. Some people have made great change. A great amount people, of change. Yeah. And to the people that have like more blessings to you, you know, and I hope you keep the fucking momentum going. 
to the people that got wrecked, I honestly hope, like, you know, I hope... Learn something. Yeah, learn something. Like, you will see um, the other side of this, but just fucking know that at the end of the day, unless someone took your phone and got through all your passwords and bought the Dogecoin for you, this is by your own doing. Yeah. It's by your own hand. You have no one else to blame but yourself if, like, any play goes bad, right? And I don't say this for you to fucking beat up on yourself, right? But... I say it so if you're someone that doesn't manage risk at all, so you start today. So you start right now because maybe you got off light with Doge or maybe you didn't, but you you there is a comeback, there is a bounce back. Yeah. Every everyone gets to have it, but you have to understand at the end of the day, you're the you're making all the fucking decisions, so you have to make the right decisions to make that right bounce back. I will say though, right? Like scared money doesn't make any money. If you were yeah. to put a, a, a stimulus check on Dogecoin, the twelve hundred dollar stimulus check from last year, you'd be up two hundred thousand dollars. And uh, yeah, you know, with a caveat, but you that's have still to, dog shit. Though. Yeah, it's still bullshit. Yeah, it's still bullshit. But you know, it's a it's knowing when you're getting in, what's happening when you're getting in. Yeah, where the potential is, and then realizing that most people don't know what the fuck is gonna happen anyway. And that's the reality of it. About, bro, literally about 99% don't know. And the 1% that do know, they don't know all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's just the other 99% is just everyone taking their turns at being right. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm right this week, but next week I might not be right. And the week after that, I might, and I'll have my week, I'll have my turn again. And you're having your turn while also, yeah. you know, so it's just a lot of that. So that's why it's so important to manage your fucking risk. Because even when you're wrong, it's okay. Because like you, I think you told me one time about like Jeff Bezos. Like he, like he says, I only have to make two or three really good decisions a year. A year, you know. So as long as you're managing your risk, you're you keep your losers small and your winners fucking huge. This has been franchise audio. Biggest takeaway from this podcast: one, stop being so judgmental when people are bringing awareness to a cause, if it's a good cause, if it's in the right place. Two, two wrongs don't make a right. And three, and most importantly, you can't make no money if you don't take a risk. But understand what taking a risk is before you put all your money on black in the casino. This has been Eddie. Thank you so much for fucking tuning in to another week. Enjoy the rest of your fucking week or the rest of your day. Until next time, see ya.